Good morning and welcome. My name is Teresa Belden and I'm privileged to serve on your board of trustees. I um, invite you to take out your electronic devices and if you're on social media, check in and let people know you're at Unity Minneapolis. And then silence your device or put it on airplane mode and give yourself and others the gift of this sacred hour. Thank you. Esther Nicholson returns to Unity Minneapolis next Sunday. Esther will participate in our uh, Sunday services and facilitate a dynamic workshop to take you on an inward journey to rediscovering the abundant good awaiting your willingness, acceptance, and alignment. Sign-up sheets are in the garden court. Um, our March theme is Cosmic Connections, and our Unity staff wants to connect with you. You're invited to share Sunday brunch with a staff member in March. A table of six is reserved at a variety of locations in the area. So review the schedule and reserve your seat. And you can sign up for that in the Garden Court. Not a member of Unity Minneapolis? Well, we invite you to explore membership by attending our membership class Wednesdays starting March 4th, 11th, 18th, and 25th. This is a fun way to get to know others and to deepen your spirituality. Reverend Pat, Reverend Jeanette among, will host among other guest um, speakers, and you can also sign, for, uh, sign up for that in the Garden Court. After a successful launch of Great Gatherings in 2019, we are now creating our 2020 schedule. So you have, if you have an idea for a Great Gathering, um, meet uh, Judith Killian in the Garden Court and learn about hosting um, an upcoming Great Gathering. A reminder that wearing fragrances can keep others from enjoying or even attending church. For, uh, <clears throat> for the health and consideration of others, we ask that you please refrain from using fragrances. Thank you. Details of these and other events are out in the Garden Court, and you can also sign up for the Peak of the Week, our electronic newsletter. And now we begin our service with prayer led by Reverend Pat. Join me in our opening prayer. I invite you, if you would, just to take that deep breath with me, that universal breath of the, of the divine, and we exhale, and we let go, and we surrender again and again to that infinite invisible presence within. This morning we know without a doubt that God is love. And God is a love that has no end and a power that knows no bounds. God's healing power of divine life is restoring and healing and revitalizing our world in this very moment. So we let go of any fears or anxieties, and we affirm that all are safe and healthy and protected. We bless all of those who support us in maintaining vibrant, radiant health. We express divine life in all that we think, all that we say, and all that we do. And we bless our entire global family with radiant health, peace of mind, and abundant love. We are indeed grateful 
Grateful for the many blessings of life. Grateful for the opportunity to come together in spiritual community. And together, we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? Let's stand for our opening song. Good morning. I was thinking of those beautiful words, all that I am, I give to you. And they're so heartfelt, are they not? And we really, we mean that, don't we? We mean it as we sing those words. Everything we give to the divine. And at times, I forget. Do you ever forget? Yes, I forget. And it's coming to places like this. It's coming to church. It's coming being with other people that I am reminded that my entire life is God's life. So this morning, let's remind ourselves of that, that our entire being is the life of God flowing through us. That's not the lesson today, but maybe it is, okay? So, you know, we are an open and we are a welcoming, inclusive community, and therefore one of our favorite things to do is to acknowledge our guests 
So my dear friends, if you're with us today for the first, second, or third time, please allow us to honor your presence here today. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. First, second, and third time guests. We've got courage. We've got courage. Courage. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Such a beautiful day, and thank you for being with us. That packet of information tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card in that packet if you choose to fill out any part of that card. Turn that into our book desk. We have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that very personal welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning, and if I forget to say it, there's someone out there that reminds me that I forgot to say it. But one of the favorite things that I love to say on Sunday morning is this, and that is my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, Wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. Let's appreciate these guests, okay? This is also birthday and anniversary Sunday, so if you have a birthday or celebrating an anniversary of any type in the month of March, we want to honor you as well. Would you plan, would you stand and remain standing just for a moment as you plan your party, okay? So please remain standing. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our Unitive Movement, has assigned the gift or the power of wisdom. The disciple is James, son of Zebedee. The color is yellow. And wisdom is your ability to evaluate, to discern, and to, to apply what you know. And the affirmation is, I am guided by divine wisdom in every thought, word, and action. I am guided by divine wisdom in every thought, word, and action. Let's affirm that together. I am guided by divine wisdom in every thought, word, and action, and you may be seated. I want to address something this morning. I know that already, uh, uh, you know, that we don't, this is the most hugging congregation I have ever been a part of. It is the most hugging and the handshaking thing in the whole wide world. And this morning, for me, as part of your leadership, to make the decision that this morning we would namaste as opposed to uh, hug or shake hands, I am using my wisdom to evaluate, to discern, and apply what I know. So what I want us to do this morning as we greet each other, uh, and I, I was thinking of Eric Butterworth. Eric Butterworth, of course, was one of my teachers. And Mr. Butterworth, in one of his teachings, I believe it's in spiritual economics, but Mr. Butterworth says something like this. He says, yes, if you have the right and perfect consciousness, you might not need health insurance. Or you might not need automobile insurance because you just know without a doubt that you've got that right and perfect consciousness not to attract anything in your life. And he says, but some of us don't quite have that yet. <laughs> Therefore, we have insurance policies. <laughs> and so, my friends, this morning when we namaste, we are using that beautiful gift of discernment. We greet each other 
and we can greet each other with our eyes of love. Are you willing to do that this morning? Let's rock and roll, okay? Let's do it. Several people said to me, I like hugging better. <laughs> I do too, and let's affirm that this will pass quickly and that we'll be back hugging, okay? So let's settle in for the reading of our daily word, the daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are invited to mentally add your prayers to the written request in this box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days. And then they are forwarded to silent unity where they are prayed with for another 30 days. <clears throat> the word for today is healing. I am life, the radiant life of God. When I am experiencing illness or pain from an injury, I may forget that wholeness is my natural state of being. As I focus on my symptoms, the feeling of illness or injury may grow stronger. It's then I remember the truth. I'm a living expression of God, created, created in God's image and likeness. Divine life, the very life of God, is my spiritual inheritance. In prayer, I align my thoughts and my feelings with the power of life. As I move deeply into prayer, any lingering thought of illness or injury dissolves. With my faith-inspired vision, I see the energy of life circulating everywhere in my body, bringing renewed vitality. Every cell of my body glows with the power of life. And scripture tells us, I came that they may have life 
and that they may have it abundantly. The word for today is healing. Gift yourself this very precious time of meditation. Take a moment to sit back, relax. If you have anything on your lap, move it to the seat beside you or on the floor and let your hands rest gently on your lap. And if you're comfortable, gently close your eyes. Begin to focus on your breath, feeling the air coming in, feel it gently release. And just allow yourself this time to let go of the busyness of the world 
the thoughts that come and go. Recognize them and gently set them aside. If you feel there's something pressing that needs your attention, gently say, I hear you, and I'll come back to you when the time is right. But just for this moment, I let it all go. In a world where there is so much diversity, how do we discover unity, cosmic connection? Eric Butterworth reminds us that the great spiritual understanding begins with knowing that we live our life from within out. Cosmic connections are not made. They are remembered. And it is within that we find this remembering. We are all expressions and centers of God, manifesting in an infinite diversity of ways, and yet exactly alike. Continuing to focus on your breath, Find a place within where you feel centered, grounded, safe, and open. And as you find this place within yourself, Ask, the, ask for the awareness of our unity, our connectedness. And let that experience come as we enter into the silence for the next few minutes. Into the silence.
And as we come back, we bring our awareness back to the room, to the seat we find ourselves sitting in. Allow that experience of openness and connection to come back into your conscious awareness as you open your eyes and move through the day knowing we are all deeply, eternally connected. Namaste.
Chair and Payne, thank you. And uh, thank you, Laurie, for directing. And you just guys just switch it all up, don't you, Rachel? <laughs> I love it. We were talking about you directing this morning and before the service, and I said one of the reasons she can do that is because of her confidence. I've never seen him with quite so much confidence as you have in your life. So thank you very much, Laurie Dockin. <laughs> So, um, you know, a minister always looks for every teaching moment, but this song was phenomenal, was it not? Did you get, did you get, did you get it? You know, the bottom line is, as we let go of our anger, it affects us physically. We literally add years to our life. Is that not powerful? As far as how do we let go of our anger? How do we let go of our anger? And we let go of our anger by forgiveness. That's how we do it. We begin to forgive ourselves and we begin to forgive others and I know sometimes we go well why wouldn't just everybody in the world know that and why wouldn't everybody in the world begin to let go of their anger I can do that really good pointing out here but guess what it's right here my world my world I want peace I want joy I want I want a long healthy life don't you and to do that, we have to let go of that anger. And so therefore, that forgiveness, my dear friends, is not about the other person. It's always about moi. It's always about me. Wow. That was maybe the lesson in whole. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> three friends decided to go hunting together. One was a lawyer, one was a doctor, and the other a preacher. As they were walking along came a big buck. The three of them shot simultaneously, and immediately the buck dropped to the ground, and all three rushed up to see how big it actually was. I just realized I'm right in the middle of this joke, and this is not about animal rights, and I'm saying, this is maybe not appropriate. I'm going ahead with it, okay? <laughs> Upon reaching it, they found out that it was dead, but they don't have one built bullet hole. Thus a debate followed concerning whose buck it was. Five minutes later, an officer came by and asked what the problem was. And the doctor told him their reason for the debate. The officer told them he would take a look at it and tell them who shot it. Five seconds later, he said he knew who shot the buck. He said with much confidence, the pastor shot the buck. The preacher shot the buck. They all wondered how he knew so quickly. The officer said, easy. The bullet went in one ear and out the other. <laughs> Maybe it goes in one ear and out the other. Who knows? In Mr. Butterworth's book, the wonderful book on the universe's calling, he gives us the image. He gives us an image of a Native American walking up to this cliff and looking over the cliff and raising his arms. And he says that this is one of the most fantastic prayers that we can pray. It's just knowing our oneness with all that is. And so it was a month or so ago, it was early morning, I had just pulled out of the garage and on my way to the gym and I looked and there was this moon, it was huge. It was just hanging there. And I thought, oh, I can't watch the moon and drive, you know. 
So I pulled over to the side of the road, put my, those emergency flashers, thank you, this is a a community lesson, I love that, you know, put those flashers on, and suddenly I got out of the car, and I went over, and I looked up at the moon, and I threw my arms up, and I knew immediately I was one with all that is. You ever felt that before? Well, there was a car coming by about that time. (laughs) And I felt, oh my goodness. And they started tapping their brake lights, you know, like, what's wrong over there? (laughs) I immediately lowered my arms. But I got the sensation that I am one with all that is. So I hope you get that sensation sometimes that you are, that you are indeed one with the universe. And I find sometimes that it's easier to do it one with the universe or even looking at our pets, our beloved pets, and looking into their eyes and knowing that we are one with them. And it's really easy sometimes those people that we love and we're not having arguments with to look straight in their eyes and go, I am one with you. Namaste. I behold the Christ in you and you behold the Christ in me. And yet, at times, we seem so separate, do we not? You know, if we walked out and we had and said, you know, to a stranger on the street, I am one with you and you are one with me. (laughs) Try it at Cubs this afternoon. (laughs) I am one with you and you are one with me. You know, they might look at you like, really? Are you like off your rocker somewhere? Because when we look at each other, we see there's a distance We see that we are unique, unrepeatable expressions of the divine, that our physical characteristics, our personalities are different. Perhaps our colors are different. We come from different countries. We come from different places. And so how can you say that you are one with me and that I am one with you? That's ridiculous. But we are one with each other. And in fact, the Jafalas in the quest says that we must get this early on in, on our spiritual journey if we are to grow. And if we are to grow spiritually, we must really get it, that I am one with you and you are one with me. And so they, we talk about where our oneness is there because we are, we are all connected. We are all connected to the source, which is the divine. Of course, we use the drop of water in the ocean, we use the wave, we use all types of analogies. But it's in the 15th chapter of John where Jesus uses the analogy of the vine. And he says that we, that the trunk, and then we are the vine, and that we are all connected to that divine. And because we are all connected, we are all one. We're all connected to the same source. We have that in common. And so when I look at someone that I may be having a challenge with or something, I can know without a doubt that I, when I remember that I am one with them and that they are one with me. And I am one with all that is. Let's raise our hands together if you feel comfortable in doing so. Just if you're at home streaming with us, just stop for a moment. Raise your hand. Feel the energy. 
the energy that's created by the divine, the energy that is created by each other. And so we know this morning, our oneness with all that is. Thank you, God. Well, what about those people, Reverend Pat, that I seem to have problems with? You know, those people that seem to be always showing up in my life, and I know I had nothing to do to attract them into my life. But they're showing up, and they keep showing up, and they keep showing up, and they will continue to show up, my friends, until we recognize, do our forgiveness work, and we recognize our oneness with them, our oneness with them. So we know that without a doubt that we are connected, that we are connected by spirit. And so often what happens is that as we, as we go through life and these challenging people come into our life, once we realize, oh my goodness, I am, um, I'm connected. And by the way, uh, I will do everything I can not to call you names or not to call you um, not, not to be judgmental of you, because once we become judgmental of someone else, then who are we judging? We're judging ourselves. We're judging ourselves. So let me say that again. If we become judgmental of someone else, and we are one with that person, then whatever we put out there, we are judging ourselves as well. A Course in Life by John Cattuso, she says there's an exercise that we can use that will be very helpful in keeping us on that straight and narrow path, so to speak. She says it's a Buddhist technique. She says the following Buddhist technique is a good and mindful way to remind ourselves that what we see and judge as depicable outside us also lives within us. Mr. Butterworth would say this, when we're out there judging people. He would use this little thing, you spot it, you got it. You see it in someone else. You know without a doubt that it has been in you or is in with you right now. And it says, so, she says, when we start judging, even in our mind, thoughts are things, thoughts are creative, when we even start judging in our mind, she says, one of the ways we can do this is says, when we look at them and say, they are self-serving, add something to it. Just like me. They are greedy. Just like me. They are untrustworthy. Just like me. They are aggressive. Just like me. They are hateful. Just like me. So watch that when you're out there judging other people because you are judging yourself. So she suggests that we change it around. And she says, what a kind person she is. Just like me. What a generous man. Just like me. What a person of integrity. Just like me. So we start looking for the good in other people. And we see it without a doubt that these people are, we are one, that they are, we are just like each other. I was in a checkout line this past week, and it was, um, <laughs> it was a little challenging. We, um, we uh, <laughs> I, won't, I won't give you this door. But so the cashier said, 
It's those Chinese. They're all at fault. If it was not for if these Chinese, we wouldn't be experiencing this coronavirus that we're experiencing in our country. They brought it to us. Whoa. I was not in that just like me stage. <laughs> and I almost went to judgment. And then I thought to myself, have I ever judged groups of people? Have you? More than likely you have. Have I ever judged groups of people? And so suddenly I could see that this is where she was in consciousness. So my invitation to us is when we're experiencing something like this, when we're experiencing this virus, not to go to judgment. Because when we do, we're judging ourselves. But we go to that place of non-judgment. We go to that place of practicality. We go to that place that this is what it is. Not how it got here. This is how we are going to deal with it. And we can deal with it in absolute love. This is not something that we should separate us as far as our compassion for each other. Physically, yes. But not let it separate us from the compassion that we can have for each other. Because remember... Sometimes how we can stop judging people is begin to look at these people as persons. As persons. You know, in, this, in Minnesota, I think there's about six, close to six million people in the state of Minnesota. Rather than looking at it as collective, look at them as each person has a story. Each person has a family as a friend. And so when we hear these things on the news, don't think of it as a collective, but think of it as a person. They too, what they're going through, what they are going through, the challenges that they're facing, the uncertainty. Because you see, we are one. And that means if they're going through it, I too am going through it at some level without judgment, without judgment, and prayer, prayer, knowing and affirming that God is present. We do not have to be so judgmental of others. You got it? You got it. Good. Because once we do it, we are, we're judging ourselves. So my invitation to you is stop being so judgmental. Check yourself when you are in that place of, check yourself when you are in that place of wanting to single out someone. Check yourself when you're in that place of judgment around this virus that is going on. Check it by buying into the fear. Don't buy into the fear, but be practical, right? Don't buy in the fear, be practical, and stop judging everything about it. And I know that no one in this room would say, it's their fault. It's their fault. It's what is. It's what is. And someone has even said, I don't know why the devil is doing this. <laughs> or, oh my goodness, you know, it's here for purpose. It's here for a reason. 
is here for us to learn. And as we learn, we can be practical about it as well. So how are you doing out there? You ready to go forth and throw your arms up and say, I am one with all that is. Together, I am one with all that is. Yes, I love you, I bless you, and I behold the living presence of the divine within you. Let's do it.
Thank you. We're the ones we've been waiting for. Of course we are. You know. I invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. Just take a moment and breathe in again, knowing our oneness with each other, our oneness with all that is. We feel the energy of the universe as it moves in and through us today, as the activity of love, the activity of life, and we are indeed grateful. Let us affirm together our church offertory blessing found in the order of service. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am, and silently. Thank you, God. Amen. So we take just a moment as we bless these gifts. We bless the gifts received in the mail. We bless those participating in our consistent giving program. We bless those gifts received from our streaming audience. Giving thanks that regardless of the distance, we are one. One with each other. And one with all that is. Thank you, thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Inviting our on-duty unity prayer chaplains to please stand. These are our chaplain emeritus. Our prayer chaplains are on retreat this weekend. And so thank you for, thank you for substituting for our prayer chaplains. And they're here to hold that sacred space with you, to listen with the ears of their heart, to pray aloud with you and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. So if you have a prayer request today, seek out a unity prayer chaplain. Thank you, and you may be seated.
I was told we have 25 prayer chaplains this next year. Is that not amazing? It's wonderful. Thank you, God. Also, I want to uh, bring to your attention membership. For example, our membership class will begin this coming Wednesday. If you've ever thought about becoming a member of Unity Minneapolis, it's a great opportunity to explore that as well. This month, the whole month is about being connected, connected to each other, connected within community. And so one of the things that the staff would like to do is to invite you to lunch. There's a sign-up sheet out there. It's different staff members, and we have reserved throughout the city different places to go. It'd be a great opportunity to get to know each other, a great opportunity to get to know each other, and know our oneness with each other as well. So I believe we have children. I don't know if they're out there yet or not, but let's stand as we bring them in, okay? everyone. Today we talked about faith and we played some games and we sang with the accordion and art and it was wonderful. And I would also invite you all that we have um, coffee and tea sales, so organic fair trade coffee, tea, chocolate covered espresso beans to support our Uniteens and that's in Friendship Hall. So check it out. There's brand new stock and come support our Uniteens. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Let us know our prayer for protection and our peace song. And today, let us place our hands over our heart for our peace song. Together, we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is, I am divine, and all is swell. Mm -hmm. 